What's up guys, this is Lucid Rain, and today we are basically going to talk about sleep paralysis and whether it's a completely and utterly normal occurrence or if it's kind of like possibly something more than that because um, I don't want to say evidence, but uh, certain cases suggest that it could be uh, more than just kind of like some science, scientific occurrence. So the most common thing, I think the most common thing uh that people see is like well experience i should say is someone slaying on top of them like it literally like inches from their from their face and it's like uh that's never happened to me i've had it a few times but that's never happened to me but apparently that happens to like everyone and that sounds so, uh, horrible something really interesting about that and kind of just it it harkens back to history and mainly Europe, I think, is where this was kind of commonplace and kind of a kind of like a superstitious going around there. But it's called the old hag. Yeah, yeah, so the hag. People would, uh, yeah, basically say like they saw old hag, which you know, hag is basically like a witch, a witch that's bad essentially, like a yeah. nefarious witch, or you know, somebody like a witch-like figure that's ill-intentioned yeah and that that does go way back like that the that old hag because um i mean there's I mean, so many depictions well of that folklore, yeah I mean, that's very well known folklore um so that kind of just tells you how long this phenomenon has been and i think even incubus and succubus have some of their roots back to this phenomenon which yeah if you don't that know does what make incubus sense succubus is it's literally like demons that fornicate with you when you're asleep pretty much and so there, there's a there's a million different uh types of things people see but there's some common ones like um there's some people some people have said they've seen people they know in real life which like i just heard about that recently apparently that's something that people commonly see but i had never heard of that until recently <laughs> but that sounds that sounds really creepy too because it's like someone you know just like standing in your room or something like that's super weird and then sometimes yeah, i mean it's, see... sorry it's basically just like any supernatural experience really i mean i i think like that goes beyond just sleep paralysis like that phenomenon goes beyond just sleep paralysis you know like i yeah i kind of agree with that because like i mean i don't know i feel like it's some sort of like you know i don't have the answers but i feel like there's something to it because why is it literally a negative experience every time like 10 times out of 10. like it's i've never heard of anyone seeing something positive or just or neutral well I, i've seen some actually no i've heard people see something neutral but it's never something like good well here's the here's why i think that is is it uh in in literal sleep paralysis and like kind of the basics of what we're talking about so the fin we kind of didn't even explain the phenomenon yeah so i probably should have paralysis that. <laughs> um it's essentially a phenomenon where someone will be i believe they're not they're asleep but they're like not in the rem cycle does that sound correct um, I think it's when they are in the REM cycle. Okay, so it's I when think. they're in the REM cycle and they wake up and basically 
you are dreaming, but you're awake, and you basically uh, can't move, and you're pretty much restricted. Like, you're in paralysis. That's why they call it sleep paralysis, because you're in paralysis, essentially. You can't yeah, move. you literally like, cannot move. Do anything. And I think that's part of it, too, is, like, some people have to, like, snap out of it. What if it is just a very, very vivid dream? that is pretty much it's so vivid that it's pretty much indistinguishable from reality and when you snap out of it that is actually you wake like fully waking up and like you like basically being awake yeah but that that brings me back to my question though it, like because they say yeah it's you essentially dreaming while you're awake but why would it never have any sort of like positive thing that you see like or something that's just like not absolutely horrifying <laughs> that's what makes me think that there's more to it but you know i don't know it's a really weird thing because <laughs> you know dreams are you can have all kinds of dreams neutral good bad like horrible great like it's it varies but sleep paralysis is literally always just horrible well here's the thing how can in any way can being paralyzed and not being able to move while anything, even if it was the most uh, innocuous, like a uh, benevolent thing in the world, like the most benevolent, peaceful thing that you could ever think of. But if it's walking to where you were standing there in a dark room and you can't move, it's not going to feel that way. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's kind Cause, of like because that can basically theory. that can basically make anything seem like a negative thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I was alluding to, you know, like you pretty much are at a have a ultimate feeling of helplessness right there. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the hardest. Like, uh, I don't know if like help helplessness is like an emotion. I don't know what you call it. Like ideal or state of being like you know that's worse than being scared yeah for scared, sure okay i'm scared but like to be basically helpless i mean that's pretty much that's like fear times a thousand yeah because you know you can't do anything about it i mean there was the one time the most vivid thing uh one that's ever happened to me i had uh so i basically this was like two three years ago or something i saw i i so i woke up and couldn't move and then i saw like a woman in a kimono basically and she and it, it was it was basically a this i know you don't know this character but it was basically the spitting image of kazumi from tekken and um i'll put a picture of her up on for those on youtube but uh it's basically a woman in a kimono and it looked identical to her like i could kind of see her face but it was mostly dark because the, obviously the room is dark but um it was basically identical to her I i'll send you a picture of her and she was walking toward me and like reaching her hand out to me like as if she wanted something or as if she was like giving me something i don't know it was it was really strange and what was also weird was that i was playing a lot of tekken at the time like with friends and stuff because um that's just that's just what i was doing at the time so maybe i was just over 
like thinking about Tekken so much that I like induced a uh, Tekken hallucination on myself or something, but that that's what happened, and it was it was really bizarre. Yeah, I guess it would depend on like how it's viewed and portrayed, kind of, because like how many people. So that was basically like you had you were experiencing something on a pretty regular basis. So then you basically experience that in a dream. But how many people are just dreaming of like just random? figures like you know random ambiguous things like that you know not i would think not that often and that's something that kind of makes me wonder like how much is there to this and like just kind of wondering in general why it exists and you know and whatnot yeah it's it's really strange and i had another one where you know it's i don't this has happened to me more times than not I've had it where I didn't see anything, but and I just heard stuff. Has that ever happened to you? Um, I mean, I wake up and toss and turn and like wake up multiple times throughout the night. So I think sometimes stuff like that happens where I do just kind of hear stuff and then I'm like half asleep kind of a thing. Right. Nothing exactly like that. Yeah. So people typically talk about them seeing stuff all the time right i've had it like literally like four different times where i did not see anything and i just heard things like in my room or in my house which is arguably creepier in my opinion because um if you don't know where something is uh i don't know something's really creepy about that because um there was the one time i vividly remember i just heard I was like, you know, I woke up, couldn't move, and I just heard this super loud stomping, super loud, fast stomping up my stairs, because, like, my room is upstairs, and uh, the stairs case is literally directly under it, so I can kind of hear when people go up and down, and I heard some, like, it sounded like a giant walking up my stairs, like, and it was it was super fast and super loud, and it was like, it got closer and closer to my room and then i i think i just like i guess i actually woke up i'm not sure I, it just kind of ended so that was like and most of the time it happens if that's how it is like i don't even see anything i, I guess i'm i should be thankful for that <laughs> i don't know i don't know i mean i guess that kind of how we answer that question or come about thinking of theories is what we define sleep paralysis. Is it a scientifically explained thing that has to do with, you know, like... Supposedly it is scientifically explained, but there's, like... Auditory hallucinations, visual, visual hallucinations that are kind of caused by the, the brain and the being disturbed in the sleep cycle, or is it part of that part supernatural or all supernatural? If it was all supernatural, it would probably be more concerning, you know? Yeah, well, listen to, but listen if it to this. Both, I think that would be kind of like that. I think that would explain more because some of it is. Yeah, I, I think that would make know? sense if it was both. But there was there's a few stories I want to get into. So there was a man who stayed. He randomly started having sleep paralysis and he 
he was saying it was different from just his normal sleep paralysis. He was like, I've had nightmares and I've had sleep paralysis, but what I've been having the past few days is different, right? And he stayed up. He didn't want to go to sleep so badly that he stayed up for like seven days straight, which is not healthy at all. Like, I'm pretty sure that can nearly kill you or something <laughs> if you stay up for too long. But anyway, um, he stayed up for that long. And he told the doctor about this. They gave him sleeping pills, which he took, but also didn't go to sleep anyway. <laughs> and he kept telling people, I don't want to sleep. I This is different, and I feel like I'm in danger when I sleep. So he finally falls asleep. Uh, like, he's with his family. And he falls asleep, like, on the couch. They literally carried him up to his bed and put him in the bed. <laughs> and then everyone went to sleep, right? Um, they woke up the next morning, and he was dead. Like, he, he was just... He just was completely dead. And uh, he died at some point during the night. And the autopsy showed no sign of a heart attack or anything there was no cause of death he just died so and he was saying for weeks like i don't want to sleep i'm not safe and suddenly he goes to sleep and he dies i didn't get this man's name um i didn't hear the man's name where i heard this but that sounds more like a creepypasta than it does reality to be honest with you supposedly it happened and there's also there's more stories like that there was um i guess that would also like so many variables take that serious though or kind of answer because like if somebody has a uh, serious drug use and has a bunch of uh mental ailments and then add on the drug use that could be something that basically you know might add to uh a sensation like that and kind of just make someone basically scare themselves to death because they're, they have so much anxiety and so much nervousness towards something. Yeah. And they basically bake themselves, you know? Yeah. There's, um... I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying, like... No, yeah. Be, obviously, we don't know the guy. But, yeah. you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be a, a, a myriad of things. But there's more stories of people that died. Um, so I got this from a Shrouded Hand video. If you don't know who Shrouded Hand is, he's basically a horror YouTuber. And I'm not going to sit here and steal his whole video, I promise. Uh, I'm just going to quickly mention something he mentioned. Uh, there was a there was a, a situation, I guess I'll call it, that inspired Nightmare on Elm Street, basically. Um, it was... So there was a war. I don't remember what war this was. It's kind of irrelevant. Uh, and there was a bunch of refugees. Um, and they started, I mean, obviously, a, you know, a war refugee is going to have, pr probably going to have nightmares, right? They, they've been in some pretty horrible, been through some horrible shit. So they started all having sleep paralysis, like every, all the refugees, not all the refugees, actually, mostly men, uh, all the men were having it happen like all the time and they started talking about it and then a few weeks go by and they started dying like one by one and these people that were dying were the same people that were saying they were seeing this sleep demon i don't remember what it was called you you can you'd have to watch the video but um yeah they started dying and it was, they were saying maybe they were dying because they were exposed to nerve gas 
which some of them were, but that doesn't explain why it would only be men, right? The, yeah, a bunch of men kept dying after supposedly seeing this sleep demon. Uh, and this this was like 100, pl 100 plus people that died from this. And they couldn't find their... I mean, this was before uh, science was that advanced, so they probably... You know, you could argue they it was something they didn't really know, but the doctors back then didn't know what the cause was. So that... You know, that's it's one of those situations again where it kind of feels like these people were <laughs> just like taken away by the sleep demon or something. Uh, that kind of reminds me of a case. So uh, this also comes from a different YouTuber uh, that most people probably heard of. I think we've cited him before, Mr. Ballin. He had yeah. a video that was about a village in Africa and. I think everyone heard basically a loud pop and uh, a guy wakes up and he was dazed and confused and didn't know who he was, didn't know where he was and just found a bunch of people dead and then found a, was just walking around going to different villages until he eventually rem could remember his name and kind of figure out stuff and it turned out to be like a deposit that was in the uh, river that was nearby that got exposed to air and hit a chemical reaction and exploded in smoke and I think it was uh, it was some sort of gas that basically just killed a bunch of people yeah I, might I have been, saw that that was insane it might have been carbon dioxide or something like that yeah so, I like, think it was carbon dioxide poisoning. pretty sure it was carbon dioxide yeah carbon monoxide or something yeah something like that which I mean it doesn't have that much to do with that just reminded me a lot like that that could be it I was just kind of saying that to give like an example that it very well could have been like nerve gas or something because yeah especially back then like... when they don't under you know back then they didn't really understand uh all the scientific stuff we do now so like medical terms and stuff like that so so it could have been so just something like that they just couldn't get a hold of at the time but it is very strange that it was only men and it was always after they said they've seen things in their sleep yeah i mean damn this sucks to talk about before going to sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess it kind of does i would say this and uh kind of circling back to a potential explanation is like it seems when people get different types of poison and like different kinds of sickness and it forces them to have like experiences from it usually those experiences between people are like somewhat typical or like comparable it seems like yeah right i don't know if you found that to be true i feel like that's kind of true from like just my experience seeing stuff and reading and kind of listening in yeah stuff i would like agree that. with that yeah yeah these ones that have these stories that have like a uh they kind of suggest that like there's actually some danger in this is act like that actually terrifies me yeah like, i don't like the idea of that at all imagine thinking like what you're seeing during sleep paralysis can actually kill you <laughs> like that's a, like the scariest thought ever and i have i have one more story about that so 
I, I'm probably not sleeping tonight, and neither are you, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm sleeping, but it's going to be rough. <laughs> Alright, so... There was a woman... This was... I think this was pretty recent. I think this was also in Shrouded Hands' video. Um, there was a woman that saw something crawl like crawl on her bed or something and she didn't see what it was i don't think but uh it i think it was it, or maybe she did i don't remember uh basically something crawled on her bed and it literally put its claws because it had claws or something sharp like teeth or claws or something like that into her stomach and she felt pain uh in like at least she, what she thought was pain in real life, you know, but she's in sleep paralysis, so who knows if the pain's real or not. Uh, and she wakes up, and she actually does have immense pain, and she goes to the doctor, and it turns out her appendix exploded for some reason. Uh, I don't know how dangerous that is. I'm pretty sure she survived. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think... Uh, appendicitis can be dangerous if it's not if it's not like checked out and someone has it for a little bit and doesn't know and then because then like you have just a bunch of infection and shit right. setting in for something exploding in there yeah right yeah and I was thinking like I'm not saying this this case is specifically paranormal but I, I was thinking like okay maybe she has some underlying thing that that was going to happen anyway, right? But it's just weird how she sees she sees that the day before the night before it happens. Well, you know what? Here's what I would maybe argue is maybe she was feeling that pain from having her appendix burst and, and basically then had the, and her, then had the hallucination. Her subconscious basically use that as a way to like wake her up like yeah right you have some serious problems because if you think about it from like a survival aspect maybe the reason we have nightmares is basically our brain keeping us alert and our body kind of sensing when we're in a dangerous situation and that basically being a mechanism to wake the body up yeah basically you know wake the mind up so you wake the body up and it's kind of like a survival tactic from you know when we were still yeah just trying yeah. to survive i was i was just i was like actually that. thinking that same thing i was thinking like maybe there's some like subconscious thing that's like putting images together to make it make sense or something like while we're asleep because that's the only way they can make it like get it to our attention while we're asleep if that makes sense so i was thinking that but that's still very creepy <laughs> i don't know what what's up with it but it's a very creepy situation i mean like scratches and hives being on your body and shit like that i think that's like pretty normal because i'll look on my back and have like scratches on it and look at my like shoulders or my chest and there'll just be random like scratches on it like pretty frequently yeah i've i had that for like a small short period of time and then it went away and it never happened to me again i don't really know why but i mean it's been something it's always kind of inconsistent for me like really that i'll just have random scratches and shit mm. 
That's interesting. And people will be like, oh, you got a bunch of scratches on you. And like, what's going on? You all right? And I'm like, I just like, just tends to happen. I don't really have a good reason for it. Yeah, I don't, I I actually don't even know. Something to do with allergies and kind of like, yeah, maybe right there. Yeah, possibly. I'd say, so the most common thing, well, maybe second place to the hag that people see is, um, the hat man shadow person have you heard about that i'm sure you have yeah i have yeah so that is people see that that's not even just a sleep paralysis thing people see that just in you know broad daylight uh just in their houses and out and about like people see that wherever it's not just like during that situation but that i've i've had people i I've known tell me they've seen uh, that that entity before, so it is. I think it is a really common thing. Yeah, and it, it kind of ties into Men in Black in a way too, which is something we talked about. And I don't know if we touched on that when we the talked Hat about Man. It. No, we didn't. Which I mean, I've heard that even connected to Men in Black lore a couple of times. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly. I don't know what to think about stuff like that because what it what would be causing literally thousands of people to see the exact same thing like what mental kind of chemistry would be happening to make so many people just hallucinate the same exact thing i think that this is just kind of like folklore like modern day folklore and kind of just connecting because you hear stuff like uh with folklore and all those different customs and people believing kind of things that we consider as outlandish and have an outlandish custom yet they thought about all that stuff and all had very uh similar experiences and yeah. at that point people would not have any reason to doctor any of their uh experiences because like there's not an easy way of communicating with a broad you know group of people you pretty much only talk to local people or you'd be sending right. letters That's or true. you'd be yeah. publishing your stuff and majority of things in folklore are folklore because not that many people could write read and write right you know yeah so it makes even so less sense that, that they would see these people would have some very similar experiences when they don't interact with each other yeah exactly like have very so what is up with that like experience being around one another because they're from very different areas typically and yeah similar kind of boggles my mind to be honest cultures, but at the same time not that similar because you know at that point you could be three miles down the road and be in a, basically like a whole different country that has entire different way of speaking sounding living pretty much eat different yeah completely different, different life you know and then have very similar folklore and basically myths and legends and talk about things similar to this so sounds like it's innately human you know yeah i i don't know i don't know what it is it's that's i mean 
that's why I lean to more towards these things being actual entities because, I mean, the the idea of it being uh, the exact same hallucination for everyone is, I feel like that's that's a smaller chance of, of that than it being a real entity, in my opinion. I don't know. I I think it's probably both. You know. It could. Yeah, that's very true. It could be both. Honestly, at least that's kind of how I would view it because, like, we kind of alluded to earlier. It seems like when people have like, so like, let's use DMT for instance. People that do DMT trips typically see a lot of the same thing, and it's yeah. multi- it'll be multiple different entities. But you have like millions of reports, Clockwork Elves, and the Jester, and you know, just different things on the astral plane, and you know, you could argue that's like. You know, it's hard to argue what that is. Is that something in the subconscious? I don't know. Is that something that yeah. you're having a, uh, you know, a astral projection? You know, like, that's kind of hard to tell. And honestly, I think we're kind of limited in our science at the moment. And that could very well be scientific, but just at a... Yeah, that's true. I mean... So much more, like, an absurdly more complex scale than we can understand currently. Yeah, that could be what it is. I mean... It could be something so far beyond us right now that we just don't get it. Or it could be an actual entity. I mean, who knows? What's the difference between the paranormal, supernatural, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, spiritual? What is the big difference between that and science when most of the shit and the spiritual stuff is entirely nature-based? And nature is just fucking science. Oh, like... Science is just basically studying nature, you know? Yeah. So, and it, it seems like the more metaphysical we get, like when we start talking about quantum entanglement and, uh, you know, just quantum physics and chaos, uh, anti- chaos shit, black matter, dark matter, antimatter, and basically stuff that we start understanding, you know, different dimensions, parallel universes, all these things. All these things are rooted in science, but they are being talked about in the spiritual aspect way before we kind of started on that scientific journey. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. For thousands and thousands of years. That's how everything kind of starts. Anything. I mean, like, alchemy is a good example of that. I mean, look, alchemy is pretty much the precursor to modern medicine. Yeah, exactly. And alchemy was 90% spiritualism and kind of kabbalah and hermeticism and you know a lot of hermetics and shit are in that and that shit's like magic folklore supernatural nowadays but it was the science at the time and it basically laid the groundwork to what we know as medical science so basically i'm saying a lot of science is rooted in spiritualism and you know kind of occult shit you know yeah so like I don't know. I, I guess I'm a- I'm giving myself more questions than any answers here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, cause like this, some of this stuff is not just like creepy pastas. Like people actually do, like see this shit. So it's, I don't know. It really is leaving you with so many questions. I believe the Hat Man had a movie. Uh, I, it was probably a very low budget movie, but I believe it got a movie. Uh, it was probably horrible, but my my point is, it was that 
it made that much of a dent on uh i guess you could say humanity and society that yeah i mean literally made a movie about it stephen king wrote that novel boogeyman i guess and they're making that a movie now yeah right man is basically uh a figure that you know underneath your fucking bed which like i think the reason why stuff like that is still scary even when you become an adult because you never get rid of that little fear in the back of your head right yeah but if something's under my bed yeah you know i mean think of how common of a trope that is in horror yeah it is it's in more movies than you can count if there's a bedroom if if people are in a bedroom in a movie they're somewhere dark typically in a bedroom which is a closet yeah right exactly and there's typically a bed with a space underneath and you know that's pretty much a common thing that something is underneath your bed or you know I mean look there's even Pixar movies about it you know yeah I mean it's a super common trope there is literal children's movies there's like three or four children's movies that I could think of that that is basically the main premise and that is kind of hand in hand with sleep paralysis if you think about it a lot of that stuff coincides you know and does takes takes on very similar roles i'd say yeah so no so you've had several experiences right yeah i'd say probably like probably like four four or five times it's happened to me like ever like it's not okay. often but like now, sometimes it happens looking back did you have an innate fear and like just sense of dread when that was happening do you remember when, how you feel when yeah it happened? yeah i mean the footsteps thing definitely and the the woman in the kimono was also like actually with that one i wasn't sure if i was should be scared or not like i i feel like it started out not scary i was like it's just a woman and then for some reason she started walking toward me and reached out her hand and i was like just got in- incredibly uh uneasy and scared <laughs> so yeah it i basically was i'm trying to i can't really remember the other ones that have happened to me but i know it's, i've had it more times than that than twice but basically those two times were just pretty terrifying <laughs> i maybe it's a maybe it's a uh maybe you're supposed not supposed to but maybe being scared like the fear is like a primal thing and what i mean by that is like maybe no matter what you see you're gonna be scared in that situation like i mean we're kind of saying that earlier that's pretty much what i was alluding to earlier like yeah there's like maybe about it in a survival aspect the most vulnerable you are is when you are asleep so it's natural that your body would have defense mechanisms for trying to wake you up or keep you on your toes because you know i don't want to debate history and hunter gatherer shit and like you know we uh we don't entirely know our own history and we can't seem to get our facts straight but let's say uh we were when we were hunter gatherers and very primitive and kind of just living from here and there you know you're a nomadic so if you're in a jungle or savanna environment with large large predators around you that could easily 
kill you, right? And you're nomadic, so you're basically traveling and taking shelter somewhere. Who knows if it's been three nights you're in somewhere, you don't really know the layout of it yet. Maybe you only stay somewhere months at a time and move somewhere else. When you first start, it's going to probably your survival instincts will be kicked in the whole time yeah. until you learn the layout of the area. Because what if you and your group was somewhere for three days and it was actually like a big cat's habitat and somewhere that they hunt at night and then they smell you and, you know, you're a sitting duck. So, like, yeah. we have to have ways to kind of trigger ourselves awake, I'd say. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Just, I mean, your brain is just like, you are helpless and you need to not be. <laughs> so, yeah. But, like I like we kind of alluded to, that really doesn't uh, explain the familiarity and similarness of a lot of these yeah. cases. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, it's kind of hard to, like... It's inherently disturbing, and I think that's kind of why maybe people are so drawn to it, and why, like, it's probably more of a phenomenon than it used to be, just because people hear stuff like this, and then they start thinking, and you know, yeah, your mind sure. is very powerful. Sorry, your mind is very powerful. So you know, if you're just continuously thinking about something, you know, fuck around and might end up. Oh yeah, that can definitely induce things. I mean. I know for a fact, if you have something on your mind, like, very often, you can definitely induce, like, whether that be a hallucination, a dream, a nightmare, like, it can definitely do that. That's happened to me before. I think that's happened to everyone, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we talked about tulpas, and that's essentially, you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's basically the big question, is how... how why are they all so similar? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's things people have seen, like the thing where people say they've seen people they know. That's that shouldn't be creepy in theory, but to me, that sounds terrifying. I think that sounds worse because think about like people like Jordan Peele that made these different horror movies recently, kind of playing on that. Yeah, like like, like people you know, but they're not actually them. And yeah, then it kind of is. That is horrifying. Uh, what was the one? This is us or us? Us. It was just called us, I believe. I mean, that's kind of playing on the doppelganger trope. Yeah, that's that, that's a scary you know? concept. Seeing, imagine, there's actually a phobia, a real life phobia, uh, where you think your parents are replaced with, with something, uh, something or someone, and that that sounds so scary to me yeah i mean that's i guess a reality for some people that have you know yeah unfortunately i mean that is terrifying and how do you go on with your day-to-day -day? i mean that's kind of like the truman effect you know if you feel like everything in life has been fabricated and everyone is out to get you oh yeah that could you're the butt of the that joke make you lose your mind <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you. How do you function? You probably don't. Yeah, not well. You probably don't. And I, I really feel for those people. And yeah, I mean, I don't even know how the something. Mind is a very fickle thing. I, you know, I, it's crazy how we 
study this shit so much, yet still, and we have still don't no know anything, clue. even a little bit, nothing, nothing. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we know literally. I we probably know one percent of uh, everything that has to do with our minds in all reality. Because like I don't, ha we don't know what causes anything for for the most part. <laughs> like say, something like that, like that phobia. Like what? What? How could that even develop over time? You know, like something like that. Just does that just spawn in? Like you just, it just appears. Like I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. And I know scientists don't get it either. So yeah, it's crazy to think about just how little we know about the mind, and just how much guesswork it is. Anytime we're talking about it, it's yeah, just mad a guesswork. lot of guesswork. And that is what you experience reality through. So that's kind of something that I wish you would think that we would have a better kind of understanding of and like, you know, be able to figure that out a little more, you know? Cause like that's a massive part of how we experience reality is based on our perception and on our mind, Yeah. you know? All right, well, uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you can sleep after yeah. listening to this. <laughs> I, I hope all all uh, 200 of you can can sleep well after listening to this. Um, all right, well, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sweet dreams is right. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.